0: Welcome to Inside Today's Country, the show that gets the real stories from today's country stars, stories you haven't heard anywhere else. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been on the radio interviewing the biggest stars in the business and discovering new talent for more than 20 years and now in his very own podcast. Are you ready? Let's go Inside Today's Country. of Inside Today's Country, and uh, inside her car on her lunch break uh, is uh, Jade Turner. I always love when we get people who are uh, chatting from us from all different places. I've had people chat to me on a boat and, uh, you know, in a train (laughs) and in a car, and so, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with just kind of sitting there, and, and, you know, sometimes you get really good acoustics in your car. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs>
1: I was going to do it from inside and then I was like, no, it's going to be too loud.
0: Yeah, well, there you go. Now, I love what you do as a, uh, you're a singer, but you're also a millwright.
1: I sure am. Yeah, I've been doing this for 12 years or almost 13 years now. And um, I absolutely love it. Um, it's something that I never thought I would be doing. Mm-hmm. How did <laughs> I you kind g- of
0: fell into it. Yeah, I was like, "Say, <laughs> so how did you, how did you get into that?
1: I was actually in nursing school for a bit and I realized pretty quickly that I didn't really like it and it wasn't for me and I was like oh geez what am I gonna do so I um left school I finished that semester up and left school and then I went back home for a bit and uh I was just kind of applying to a different couple different things and then this job fell on kind of fell on me I guess and um I thought, okay, I'll do this for, you know, a year or two until I figure out what I want to do in school. And I still here.
0: <laughs> nice. Now, for, for those who don't know what a millwright is, what does a millwright do?
1: Uh, we do a little bit of everything. So a millwright is basically a industrial mechanic. So, wow. um, for most of my career, I worked in generating stations and I uh, would work on, you know, pumps and mm-hmm. just doing different maintenances and stuff like that. And then um, like I just started my new position here um, in November and I'm working in a machine shop. So I'm learning how to machine right now and it's great.
0: Excellent. I think that's awesome. Congratulations uh, for a for doing what you're doing and getting uh, a new position during a pandemic. Well done.
1: Yeah, thanks.
0: <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about music now. So when did you get into music?
1: I uh, honestly, it's always been a part of me. Um, I started writing like really, really young. I used to get bullied a lot, and um, I used to move. My 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 me and my mom would move all over the place. Like I've lived in really rural communities in northern Manitoba. Um, my mom was a nurse, mm-hmm. so uh, we traveled a lot. And you know, music was always the thing that I was that was um, consistent, I guess, in my life. And I always was able to have that and. Um, I know like the first song that my mom said that I sang was uh, Rocking Chairs, Rocking Babies by <laughs> Dolly Parton. So <laughs> it's always been there, you know, and I was pretty young when that song came out. So um, and then I when I used to get bullied, I there was this one place in particular that it was the bullying became really, really bad. So I didn't go to school and I ended up skipping school. And I think I was I was I don't even know, you know what grade I was in grade three. Maybe it was I was very young. And it was middle of winter and I remember uh, I had a uh, watch Mm-hmm. Just to make sure that I was home on time and I didn't get caught. <laughs> and ah. I instead of going instead of getting on the bus, I would run into the bush and I would sit in there and I would just sing to myself all day. And I remember writing a bunch of songs there. And yeah, that's pretty pretty much where it started. Like it, it's, like I said, it's always been a part of my life. And mm-hmm. and um it's funny when people always say, Well, why did you choose to write country? It's like it's not a choice.
0: <laughs> it just kind of happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's just what what the creator wanted me to sing.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So now where do you, where do you draw some of your inspiration from your songs from?
1: Um, they, I'm such a backward songwriter. Um, most people, like, they start their song with the guitar and I don't play any instruments. Um, you know, like I, like I'd mentioned before, I grew up on, on uh, Northern reservation communities and we didn't have that kind of stuff there or even any, like anybody to show us like, show me how to play a guitar or any instrument for that matter. So mm-hmm. um, I, I write by, like, I start off by humming something, like humming the melody and then the lyrics just come. Um, and then, so with this, with this song uh, that, that my latest song called Somehow Someone, um, I was sitting on my couch e- completely exhausted because <laughs> my baby, I think was uh, six months at the time. Um, so I was really, really tired uh, and I was just like, man, I really miss singing. And I was like, I, I wish I could just write a song again. I haven't written in so long. I just wish I could just write a song. Mm-hmm. And then like five minutes later, I just started writing this song. <laughs> so it was like, it just came out of Nora. I guess I asked the universe for it and it fell, it, it just came, fell into me. And then, um, I t- took it, like I, I, what I do is I take my songs and I, uh, to my producer, who's Murray Palver, And I start, I just go there and I sing him my songs and we figure out, you know, what, Mm -hmm. what's going to go with it. And he's such a brilliant guy that it just works. It's so easy with him. Mm -hmm. So I'm really thankful to have him by my side.
0: So the universe dropped this song in your lap. Tell me a little bit about the song.
1: Um, I was like, this song is about um, basically that there's always a song for something. Like no matter what you're going through. No matter what's going on, if you want to be happy, if you want to be sad, there's always a song out there that speaks to you. And I think of it like the creator uh, giving you a chance through the song. You know what I mean? Like, like just, just him reminding you that he's there for you, Mm -hmm. but he does that through music. And I I love music. Like I said, music is healing and it's incredible. And I just wanted to write about that. So that's basically what the song is about.
0: Excellent. Now, have you had an opportunity to perform with any other artists here in Canada? And who are those people that you look up to?
1: Um, I haven't been performing lately like, I've been doing online stuff obviously but um, uh, when I f- actually started going and pursuing this this music dream mm-hmm. um, it was not long after that I got pregnant ah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I went to two CCMAs um, with my friend Desiree Dorian and uh, yeah we went there and I played a couple of uh, showcases there and and then, um, things started taking off and I was about to release, uh, my album two years ago, I want to say three years ago now. And, um, I got pregnant and I got put on, uh, basically bed rest for a, quite a while. I, I, wow. I, yeah, it was, the pregnancy was really hard on my body. So, um, I didn't do very much after that. And then, um, had my baby and then uh-huh. the pandemic hit <laughs> so it's just like man i just want to get these songs out here already you know yeah and then like well, thankfully like this like with this song this song was not supposed to be on the, on the album that's coming out in, in the fall um but you know i was able to write it and get it all done so, so it's going to be a part of that album as well so i'm really looking forward to you know getting out there and getting uh making sure hopefully everybody gets their uh um, vaccines soon so we can get back to
0: life. Wouldn't that be nice, right? I mean, we're getting close to it. We're already starting to see. I think I saw a picture today. Garth Brooks had put up the fact that he actually got to see his, uh, his tour locker for the first time in eighteen months, so I mean we're getting there, right? More and more, yeah. You know, yeah, it's life. gonna be
1: great. Like I was supposed to play Dolphin Fest two years in a row.
0: Oh no! <laughs>
1: well, I guess it would have been three years now, because yeah, because <laughs> <yeah. laughs> it didn't happen this year either.
0: Uh, I know, right? And like
1: I've been dreaming about that. You know, I used to play in their talent show, did and you? Uh, yeah, I did actually. Um, you know, way back then, I I didn't think that music would could be a a real career. Um, I was always told by my parents, you know, make sure you have a, um, something else to rely on while you do music, um, on the side kind of thing. And I was never told to like, you know, just pursue it 100%. Um, mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate because people that I was singing with back then, you know, are, some of them are really huge country Canadian Uh, stars right now. Uh Uh, Jess Moskaluk, for example, like she was um, there the first time I sang at Dauphin Fest. Uh, She, she played there as well. She won that year. Uh And um, yeah, like I, I really miss that. I really miss uh, Dolphin Fest and being able to sing in talent shows or just sing in public. <laughs>
0: it'll happen. So- it'll happen soon, Jade. It really will.
1: Yeah, exactly. it will. I, I see the. I see the light at the end.
0: <laughs> we have Listen Day coming up here on uh, on the thirtieth, the Wednesday. Uh, we're talking about uh, and listening to people, the Indigenous people of Canada. Um, what's going through your mind with everything that's going on right now?
1: I th- this past week, um, I've been trying to stay off social media. Um, mm-hmm. When the first when the news came out about the two hundred fifteen um, babies that were found in Kamloops, it really hit me hard, and I kind of went down the rabbit hole that week. So, like right now, I'm really just trying to stay in a positive mind space. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it's really difficult because I have a lot of family that went to residential schools, and um, you know. Some of them won't tell me their story. They just can't bring it. They can't bring themselves to even speak about it. So Mm -hmm. it's really, it's really hard. And it's also, you know, a little bit like, I know some people in the indigenous community are really angry. The fact that like, we've been telling these stories for a while. Mm -hmm. And it it took, it took, um, you know, actual hard evidence for people to believe us. And Mm
0: -hmm. when,
1: when the evidence was already there, people by you know our indigenous um uh grandmas and grandpas they were telling us and and telling us that these things happen and you know the truth and reconciliation act and there's just so many things and that you know like we, we we've been saying that this is going on and it's finally out and i'm really glad that everybody's finally taking the chance to listen mm-hmm. um you know it's about time but at the same time it's like why didn't you listen to us before? Like, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm very glad that we're at this, at this spot. And I, I could see, um, Canada in itself, uh, starting to grow. Mm-hmm. Cause it's all about growth, right? Everybody has to grow and including our country. It's going to be a while yet to get past this, to be honest. Um, like this is still ongoing. Um, there's still, you know, I, I spoke about this before, but, um, you know, even when I was having my son, I had, uh, anxiety going into the hospital because I know there's people there that could flag you for saying something wrong just mm-hmm. by the, just cause you have the, you know, the, the dark skin or mm-hmm. you don't look a certain way and it, it's still going on. So I think the next step for us is to realize that, you know, um, everybody has work to do mm-hmm. uh, in themselves and, you know, in their communities. Mm-hmm. Start with your own community and, and hopefully, you know, everybody does that. And once everybody starts working in their own communities with their, with, you know, the, the people, the indigenous communities, it, I think it'll, everything will grow organically.
0: Talking to elders and, and hearing the stories in the past is, it still amazes me. And I think that's something that the rest of us really need to learn how to, how to hold on to.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like I'm a sun dancer, um, And, you know, that's a huge thing Like I didn't grow up knowing my culture. Mm -hmm. I know, I knew of some of it, you know, I knew of the seven teachings and, you know, stuff like that. I learned a couple of Cree words (laughs) along the way. (laughs) Um, But like my dad and my grandma never taught taught me Cree because it was just, they would rather, they just wanted us to learn English at that time. Like they regret it now, obviously, but back then they just wanted, it was kind of a protection thing, I think. Mm-hmm. But now we're getting back into ceremonies and like my son is going to be the first in a very long time to grow up in ceremony and grow up uh, knowing his culture and everything like that. So like he had his ceremony, like we have ceremonies for everything mm-hmm. and I myself, I'm still learning. So, um, you know, giving us a chance to to re to relearn everything too from our elders is is a huge thing. Um, you know, the Sundance is not far. There's actually probably about five different Sundances that are around Brandon. Really? So yeah, there's that's where my my the first time I went to a Sundance was was actually right outside of Carberry. Oh wow.
0: Okay. Um
1: yeah. And so and then we like we drive into Brandon to get our supplies or whatever every Mm -hmm. couple days. And Mm -hmm. um you know like there there's the culture is still here. Um, and there's always like a chance to learn about it too. And most indigenous people are very um, open to helping people learn. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're we're kind of waiting for the non-indigenous communities to take initiative, to go out there and learn themselves as well. Cause it's not up to us to, that's right. To uh, you know, yep. fix everything.
0: Jade, where do people find you on social media?
1: I, I love Instagram. That's usually where I am. <laughs> Instagram and TikTok. TikTok TikTok is like a break. It's not so much music. It's it's a lot of fun stuff in there. <laughs> but my TikTok is It's Jade's TikTok and then my Instagram is J Turner Music.
0: Awesome. Jade, thank you very much for spending some time with us talking about your culture and talking about your music. All the best to you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I was really glad to have this conversation with you.
0: Thanks for listening to Inside Today's Country with Tim Black. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This has been a TimBlackOnAir.com production.